The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs took the practice field again on Tuesday as they continue their preparation for Thursday night's matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers. Andy Reid kicked things off today announcing that Chris Jones has been placed in the NFL's COVID-19 protocol. Wide receiver Josh Gordon was also placed on the COVID list on Monday. Chargers left tackle Rayshon Slater was also placed on the list. Reid did not rule out Gordon or Jones for Thursday's game. Just kind of depends on how the tests play out over the next couple of days. We'll keep you updated at Arrow headpride.com but we heard from andy reed patrick mahomes tyron matthew mccall hardman and orlando brown jr we'll go in that order starting with andy reed and patrick mahomes then we'll take a quick time out when we get back you'll hear from safety tyron matthew wide receiver mccall hardman and tackle orlando brown jr here's andy reed the guys that won't practice uh today chris jones um is in the uh, the covid protocol for right now and then uh legerious sneed um, is on his way back uh, to town here. Other than that, everybody will practice. I uh, look forward to the challenge of playing the Chargers. Um, we know they're, they're a good football team, and uh, we'll start our preparation here. We started yesterday. We'll start, continue on with it today and, and uh, get ourselves ready to hop on the plane tomorrow and, and go to Los Angeles there. So at that time, Jerry. How much do you, do you feel uh, you can say that this is a different team now than it was the first time you played the Chargers? Yeah, I, you know, uh, you get this time of the year, and you know it, it's bound to be different, right? Uh, ours is, has been. Uh, we've got a few players back from when we played them last time that that are starters. Um, not that that made any difference because they're in the same boat we're kind of in, so. Um, but I think both teams are playing well, and that should lead to a heck of a football game. <clears throat> Andy, the, the reality of what the COVID situation has been in the NFL has, has usually mimicked what's going on in, in the rest of the world, of course, and the reality is the cases are rising here, and you've obviously got a new variant as well. So the message to, to your guys, I mean, is it just reemphasizing stuff that you said? Do you increase? And we try to talk to them at, at least once a week about it. And it seems like it's every day, but, but it's probably, you know, once or twice a week. And just to remind them, uh, you know, about it, who you hang with, where you go, so on and so forth. 
with the league's mandate yesterday uh, to get boosted by December the 27th, you know, just a follow-up to Sam's question there, what, what is your message to your guys who are vaccinated and to get that booster shot? Yeah, so the, the players' union takes care of them. I, you know, um, I've done it, and so I, you know, I've always let the guys know where I'm at with it, and so, and it's not because I'm old. It's, you know, it's because uh, it seems it seems that with the numbers out there, the booster seems to be helping. So, um, and then Rick talks to them a bunch. And our docs are pretty skilled at that too. So. What does this necessarily mean for Chris Jones and Josh Gordon's status? Are they out for the game? Or yeah, we'll see. Um, okay. yeah, we'll just see how the, the testing, you know, they, they test here. So we'll just see how that goes. Just double checking if Josh Gordon won't practice today either. Yeah, Josh won't practice. Yeah, yeah I should have mentioned that. Um, <clears throat> Jerry Sneed, uh, how's he doing? And do you anticipate him being up on uh, Thursday? Yeah, I've had a chance to talk to him. Uh, here, you know, a little bit over the last few days. So, um, I mean, obviously he's hurting from the, the situation. I mean, very close to his brother. So, <clears throat> um, but he's, he, you know, like I said, he's on his way back, and I think it'll be good for him to be around his teammates. They care a lot about him, so I think that'll help him. And so. those, um, you guys sort of reiterated after the game on Sunday to, to give Lejarius as much time as he needed. I'm guessing this decision to come back was, was fully made on him and just, just with the support of guys. Yeah, yeah. And he, he uh, you know, he actually went down there and and did some things. Uh, yeah, these aren't the situations you, you know, you're not forcing anybody back in this type of situation. They've got to kind of take care of business and what they need to do. There's a lot that goes into it. So, um, you know, that's that's where we're at. With over the six-game stretch, uh, uh, obviously the, the, the most success you all have had have, have been against the Raiders scoring 40-plus points in both times. Do you feel the offense in both sides of the ball is where you like for it to be going in the Thursday night game? Um, yeah, I mean, you'd like both sides playing well, yeah, for sure. So, um, But you got to do it every week. I mean, you know, you, that's the way this league is, so you got to be consistent with that performance. Happened to Orlando later today. You know, early in the season, when there was maybe some public consternation about them getting you know used to the offense, you had a lot of faith in him. What is it that really you feel like has turned around with him? Because now he seems like he's playing you know really well, really well. Orlando, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so um, he is playing. He's playing well. Uh, he's he's uh, more familiar with what we're doing. Uh, more familiar with the fundamentals and techniques that Coach Heck is teaching and. Um, and he's bought into all that. So um, he's got a great attitude. He's very, very smart and uh, loves to play the game. I mean, he loves to play the game. So it, all that it, it adds up, uh, you know, to where he's at today. Andy, in terms of the <clears throat> protocol, um, I'm just wondering, has the league given parameters as to when you guys would have to know in terms of whether Chris or Josh could travel with you guys? Yeah, so. How that, how that sort of works. Yeah, so Rick deals with all that, and he has all the specifics. He's on the phone with those people quite a little bit, and uh, I'm saying with the league. And so I, I'd probably, you know, it would be better for if, if Ted maybe gets the answer from him for you, know, from him to give to you. Yeah. <clears throat>
Andy, I asked you post-game about Miko and uh, how, how well he played on Sunday, even though some of the things may have not have gone his way over the, the season. Uh, why do you feel like his attitude has still been positive throughout this, this whole time? Well, he's still getting touches. Um, he, he, he knows he's part of the game plan. Um, not always that the ball's coming his direction, but uh, he, he's handled it well. I mean, he he just he's continued to work hard, and I, I think just mature over time here. I, I like the direction that he's going in. <clears throat> so he's got the respect of the players, quarterback, and coaches right now. Andy, I wonder just when you review the tape from the first matchup, um, how much of that is, is helpful or how much of that is dependent upon just what happened that day, obviously the, the turnovers and the, and the penalties and like. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can see the guys you're going against, they're going to see us. And, uh, and so you, you know, there's that part of it. Um, the schemes aren't going to change dramatically. I mean, that's normally true within within the league. They've all all the defenses in this league have a number of things that they can do, and you know they'll dial those things up and throw them at you. And we've got a couple of things we can do offensively, and we'll dial those up. You know? So you know it's uh, that's that's normally how it how it goes. But you can get something out of the tape. Um, as you look at it. Have you sensed the team's playing <clears throat> Travis a little bit differently this year? He's not an excellent year, but it's a little bit down by his standard. You know, I know you're not going to want to reveal too much, but just as the team's been just challenging him a little bit differently this year. Yeah, um, yeah. They, when we single him up, that's where you normally get when he's the one guy here and three guys on the other side. You know, they have a tendency to get their hands on him and grab him, you know, until they get called. Three times, you know. So that's uh, that's how it goes. How does he handle some of that adversity? He's been good. You know, when he was younger, he he'd get very upset at it, and uh, and so he's he's matured there and um, tries to find a way to get get around it. Uh, but you know, it's so it's our responsibility uh, to move him around, and we've you've seen us do that a little bit, and he's very productive when that happens. Couple more guys. Is it, is, it, is it safe to say, Andy, that the message you just gave us has been given to the league about how opposing defenses are trying to counteract Kelsey? If I want to buy my grandkids presents for Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't answer that question. <laughs> Andy, um, I'm sure you've been asked this ad nauseum, but yesterday was the 50th anniversary of you and that that podcast thing. I hadn't been asked that. But <laughs> <laughs> What do you remember about that day? Um, you know, for a 12, 13-year-old kid, I mean, it was pretty exciting. Um, I mean, I've, I've been, now, I didn't expect it to, I didn't know it was being filmed. Just know that. Like, <laughs> that, that one was snuck on me a little bit, so. Um, but it was, uh, there weren't a lot of 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds doing that at that time. That I knew, so other than the guys in the competition, but it was fun. Would you take it at the time you had a future as an NFL quarterback? No, I figure with my size, I'd probably end up on the line, you know. So. Andy, did you take issue with the, they had a typo in your name, I think, on the. They did. They did. They got the balls mixed up. So. <laughs> That's why, you know, I lean towards the English side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel like you're as prepared for a Thursday night game as you would if the game were on Sunday? 
Yeah, I feel like you, you get prepared. Uh, you definitely have to do a lot more on these this Monday and Tuesday. I've had a long day yesterday, and I'll have a long day uh, today as well. But I try to do whatever I can to get everything in that I get on a normal week, uh, just knowing that it's going to be a long kind of Monday and Tuesday where you can kind of take Wednesday to kind of recover and get your body right for the game. Has much changed with the Chargers, what you can see defensively since the last time you played yeah, I mean, they obviously do uh, some different stuff. Uh, they have a good they do have a good game plan defense, I guess you would say, in a sense, is each team that you could see that they kind of have a flavor for, they have understanding of what they're trying to do. Um, and so for us, I'm sure they'll try to do some of the stuff they did the first game they, get, they played against us, but they'll have a change-up for us that we'll have to adjust to in-game. Patrick, how much do you feel like that game sort of symbolized the early season struggles you guys had with the turnovers and everything, and that it was out of, out of character for what, what you guys have been? Yeah, I mean, we had definitely the turnovers hurt us that game. I mean, we had like 28 points with like four turnovers. So, I mean, we, we were moving the ball and getting drives going, um, but we didn't execute and, and didn't find ways to, to finish those drives with points. And uh, for us, it, it's, it's kind of something we battled through early in the season, and, and hopefully this game we can cut those out, still drive the football, and find a way to get points at the end of those drives. Asking Andy about whether or not the offense and the defense have come together. Do, do you feel like you all – Minus the games against the Raiders, where you scored forty some points, that you all are clicking in the in the manner in the direction that you like to see going in the Thursday game. Yeah, I mean, I think we could obviously keep playing better and better. You want to keep building as the season goes on. I think the defense is playing really good right now. Offense, we we're, we're still kind of some games great, some games just just average. So I mean, for us, it's going to be us going into a, play a good defense like we're playing uh, on Thursday. Uh, playing our best football because we understand it's going to be it's going to be a, a dogfight. We're going to go out there and play our best football if we want to win. Patrick, as one of the team's leaders, and obviously we, we see what COVID is doing right now around the NFL, 30-plus players tested positive yesterday, including Josh Gordon. What is your message as one of the leaders to the guys to not get complacent and to continue to keep, take this seriously? Yeah, I mean, um, when you know you're down this stretch run, you have to t take it seriously because you want to be available. Um, it's just kind of like any other injury that you, you would get at this point. I mean, you want to try to do whatever you can to be available for the team. And that, if that means having to kind of distance yourself in the locker room or distance yourself when you're back home with your family, uh, you have to try to do that. Um, we understand that it's, it's kind of became part of the world. It's something that you can't really control at all the, all the time. Um, but do the best you can to kind of help yourself and help the guy next to you to, to, not, to be available for your team um, and uh, so you can go out there and hopefully win football games. How much does it help that the short week is with the division team as opposed to like a one-off in the NFC or even the AFC? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of tough either way, but uh, at least you have at least a, familiar, a familiarity with uh, the defense that you're going up against. Um, a team that you've played before, a team that you studied a little bit in the offseason, um, and you have an understanding of the de defensive concepts that they're going to run. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's a good defense with a good scheme, so uh, we're going to have to play our best football, like I said, if we want to win. Do you feel like uh, momentum carries over from one game to the next? Yeah, it can. I mean, if you if you utilize it the right way, you also don't want to come complacent with you. You play good and kind of have that relaxed, relaxed feeling. You want to make sure that you still have, go go to work uh, during the week, try to make yourself better. Um, and I think we have the guys that that can do that and understand that, so that we can go out there and hopefully play another good football game. Obviously, the Raiders defended you guys a little bit differently than a lot of teams have. And I, I know last time you said the Raiders. It wasn't quite as different as maybe a lot of us thought it was, but um, do you still have elements of the way you played against that defense that, that does carry over against some of the, the deep shell stuff that you've seen most of the year? Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they were kind of the original. If you look at back to when they were when they were the, when Gus Bradley was at the Chargers, they were the original defense that kind of sat back and try to make us drive the entire field. Um, and so, I mean, I think you've seen me have success against that defense this year out of all years because I've had to deal with it kind of the entire season of be patient and take the stuff underneath. 
Um, and so I think guys, we, we just executed really good those two games that we played against them. So uh, it, it'll be a, a similar concept that I'm sure that they'll apply, they'll try to do to us uh, this this week. Um, we'll play some shell coverages and stuff like that, but uh, I'm sure they'll come up and play some uh, man coverage as well. And I think guys just have to execute, and we have to not turn the ball over and go out there and score points. Yeah, in terms of the offense, Patrick, because it was so early and because the game went the way it did, how, how much does it help that everybody can probably watch the tape of that game and realize you know they have a chance to have some redemption on Thursday night, not just you and you know, separately. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the entire offense understands that. I mean, we we had a chance, especially late in the game, to go down there and score points and, and win it. Um, and, and we just kind of – we kept just turning the ball over. If it was interceptions, fumbles, or whatever it was. Um, so we, we kind of – we understand that we have another chance at it now. And uh, it's a big game. Uh, kind of at the top of that AFC West division, um, and it'll, it'll mean a lot as you try to get into the playoffs. And so we'll, we'll come in with that mentality of uh, trying to play our best football, executing at a high level, and uh, trying to have the the intensity to go out there and win the game. Patrick, you kind of alluded to extra attention to Travis Kelsey, a little bit of added physicality this year. How have you seen him fight through it, and maybe what can you do to, to kind of help him find a, find a way to get him open there? Yeah, no, I mean, he's... I mean, he, he's always had to battle through a lot of contact. I mean, he's such a big guy that uh, sometimes he gets wrapped around there and, and it kind of gets called on him, but he, I mean, he's just trying to run his route. Um, and so he, he understands that. He tries to fight through, um, and, and he tries to just compete at the end of the day. And I think we're trying to do a good job of moving him around and not letting him get stuck in one position to try to get him open. But I think uh, the best thing about him is, I mean, obviously he hasn't had that, that, that big game in a couple weeks here that we're used to him having, but he's getting other guys open. And he understands how to do whatever it takes to win, and uh, that's the type of leader he is. A couple of guys went by, and Steve. Patrick, uh, Andy was asked a little bit about the, being the 50th anniversary of his fun uh, passing kick appearance, and I, I'm sure you've seen that. I'm curious what your reaction to it was, and if you've ever had any uh, exchange with Andy about it. Yeah, we've definitely joked around about it a little bit. I actually showed Shane the other day because I saw it on, on Twitter as well. I mean, it's. It's a funny video. I mean, that he's a he was a, a prime athlete uh, at a young age. So, uh, so uh, I, I'm sure he can still sling it around a little bit. Patrick, I didn't get to ask you this last week, but the announcement: uh, former Buckle, former uh, Negro Leagues player Buck O'Neill going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. What, is, what kind of impact did that do for, do for baseball and also for you as well? Yeah, I mean, obviously it, it did so much for baseball. I mean, all, all those guys that are in that Negro League uh, museum, they, they did not only did great things for baseball, but for all sports. I mean, it, it got it broke that color barrier. It got uh, black athletes into the top professional world where they deserve to be at. Um, and those guys are the reason that I'm standing here today playing football um, and living out my dream. And uh, it was overdue. I mean, he was such a great player, great coach, scout, whatever, whatever, he, whatever he did. Um, I mean, it, it's something that should have happened a long time ago, but I'm glad it finally happened. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. 
we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Now we'll wrap things up with safety Tyron Matthew, wide receiver McColl Hardman, and tackle Orlando Brown Jr. What type of challenges do you see uh, going into Thursday night's game that you've seen, you know, from this Chargers team over the last few weeks, but also the first time you all played them? I mean, it's a big challenge. Um, talk about one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, got got a lot of skill. You know, playmakers on the field. Um, I mean, this, this, is, this is a big challenge for us. Uh, this, I think this game is probably the most important game. You know, we've played, you know, up until this point. So um, it's going to take all of us to kind of get it done. You've all, been, you've all been very good over the last couple of seasons, knowing what's at stake, knowing what's ahead, trying to obviously capture the division title, knowing that if you all lose this game, basically, you know, they sweep and they, you know, have a leg up on the inside track. How important is this game versus the previous game that you all played against the division rivals? Um, I mean, like I just said, you know, I think this game, you know, means the most. Um, we know what's at stake. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the Chargers are a, great, a pretty good football team, um, and uh, we expect those guys to, to give us their best shot. Um, you know, I think the last time we played those guys, um, it went their way, and um, so we got that on our mind. And so we're really just hoping we could go in there with some great energy um, and kind of just take over the place. How would, you, how would you describe how much difference the defense is today that it was in that game? Obviously, there's some personnel differences, but also you guys have certainly gelled. I mean, but how would you describe that difference? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a big difference. Um, you know, I think if you you go back to the first game, um, it came down to a lot of critical plays. You know, a lot of third downs, a couple fourth down plays that they were able to convert on. Um, and I think if you if you look back on it, it was really us and our communication um, and, and misalignments uh, that that really allowed those guys to kind of you know uh, uh, win those situations. So uh, we got that on our mind. So I think communication. Um, situational communication is going to be critical for us this game. Um, you know, I think when you're playing against a quarterback like that with those kind of athletes on the field, uh, we understand that, you know, fourth down is like third down to those guys. And so we got to be ready. Are, are, are there some things you need to keep in mind on every play when you're playing against this team and, and this quarterback in particular? Yeah, I think, you know, ultimately number one is, you know, how can we, you know, you know affect the quarterback? Um, you know, how can we get him off his spots? You know, how can we um, just harass him early on? And then from there is, you know, identifying playmakers. You know, where's 30, where's 13, where's 81, um, formational awareness. Um, so we'll be ready. Chris, the first thing you mentioned was affecting the quarterback. And Chris might not be available to play on Thursday. What's that going to be like trying to get after him if Chris doesn't play? Yeah, I mean, Chris, Chris is, you know, one of those players – uh, you know, probably the only guy you could really compare to him is probably Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? We talk about this inside, um, just dominance. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a big challenge for us to, you know, replace him. But um, I think we, you know, we're more healthier, you know, than ever uh, defensively. Um, I think up front, you know, we're able to rotate those guys in and out. Um, so um, I think all those things will work out for us Thursday. After the game the other day, you said you were trying to give Legarius his space, but it's been two days. Just wondering. What you've, if you talked to him since then and how he's doing right now? Well, he actually texted me. Uh, he told me he loved me. And so um, for me, that was really all I needed to hear. Um, you know, obviously, I think, um, you know, uh, he's dealing with a lot right now. Um, but football means a lot to him. Um, it means a lot to his family. Um, so, 
you know, I feel like, you know, in my opinion, uh, in the things that I've went through, um, you know, I think he has some motivation uh, going forward. So um, I think he's one of those guys that's going to, you know, capitalize off of this. Aaron, uh, quarterbacks are usually described as a leader not. You guys obviously have one. Spags said that about Herbert um, during his media on Monday. What makes Herbert and your film review elite in, in this league? I mean, he's just um, obviously, you know, he's one of those quarterbacks that can really see the whole field. Um, you know, he's big. He stands strong in the pocket. Um, you know, he could really extend plays uh, for, for a long period of time. Um, obviously, he's a great athlete. Um, and then if you kind of couple that with the playmakers that he has and the coaching that he has, uh, you know, he, he's almost unstoppable, <laughs> you know, in a sense. So um, it's going to be important for us to kind of hopefully rattle him early. Um, but um, like I said, he's one of those guys that, 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 that you can see on tape. You know, he's poised. He knows where to go with the ball. Um, you know, and then like I mentioned earlier, you know, I think critical situations, you know, he's aware of, of what to do with the ball. So, you know, we've got to be a step ahead of him. Given that it's a, a, a short week, when did you start preparing for the Chargers? Like, how, how quickly did you go from Sunday's game to obviously understanding that you're on such a quick pace this week? Yeah, I don't even think I watched the, the – I usually watched the game that I played in that night, uh, went straight to the Chargers film. Um, you know, obviously, we won't play the Raiders, <laughs> you know, anymore this season. Um, obviously, some corrections you could take from every game. Um, but uh, with it being a short week, uh, you just got to flip the page. Um, so uh, I'd probably say, yeah, for the last couple of days, you know, I've been on it. Tyler, if you could backtrack to, to your rookie year, what do you feel like was the best learning experience that, that you got? I mean, as, as far as advice from veterans, going to training camp, going to film, and just actually being on the field? Oh, man, my rookie year? I'd probably say just that competition, you know, being able to go up against Larry Fitzgerald, you know, each and every day. Um, you know, it's like that old quote, you know, iron sharpen iron. You know, I think you can learn a lot, you know, from competing against a guy that, that know what they're doing, you know. So uh, that's probably one of the biggest takeaways. I had a lot of good coaches, too. You know, I had Ty Bowles, who's, you know, one of those defensive coordinators. Um, so, you know, I learned a lot, you know, and then I competed at a high level a lot, you know, as a rookie. So I think that all those things kind of helped springboard me, you know, as an athlete. Got a bit of a shot in the arm when guys like Mike Pinnell and Terrell Suggs came in mid-season. What is it that a guy coming in during the year can bring to a team from the outside? Fresh energy. Um, you know, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, and then most of those guys are motivated too when they get in. You know, so uh, you know, the, I think the level of work, the level of preparation is high, and I think everybody around them kind of sees that and. Um, you know, so it's, it's like I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, uh, it's a lot more leaders than, you know, just Hitchens and, and Matthew. You know, I think a lot of guys, you know, want to be able to take on that, you know, responsibility. Um, I think Melvin, you know, he's one of them. Each week presents its own challenge. Each opponent presents its challenge. But given the significance of the game, you guys traveling, the, the time crunch that you're in, um, what will this week sort of reveal to you about where you guys are right now as a team? And what will it mean if you guys are able to, to have a successful back-to-back where you win Sunday and Thursday? I think it'll say a lot about us, you know, if we're able to win this game. You know, obviously, uh, really our commitment to each other um, and, you know, how bad do we want it, you know, or is nine wins enough for us? So um, I think it's still a lot out there, you know, that, 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 that you know, we can own, you know what I mean? And um, I think the team feels that, the locker room feels that. Um, and, uh, you know, we just want to be better than we were the last time around. And um, so we got a lot of motivation, you know, going into this one. Like I said, we understand 
how important it is, um, how big it is. We understand what kind of dudes, you know, we're going up against too. So, um, and then the whole world's watching. So, um, it's going to be one of those nights that, you know, every play counts, every series counts. Um, you know, penalties, all those things going to be a big factor. Tyron, um, yesterday the NFL had an all-time high number of COVID-positive cases. Obviously, you know, the world's dealing with COVID more than it was a couple months ago when the season started. What do you guys do as, as players, you know, knowing this? I mean, you know, are there extra elements that, that you need, extra safety elements that you guys can do or just kind of stay behind of what you've been doing? I think it's really kind of the same mindset. Um, well, I want to say you, you want to put yourself in the same mindset you know, you did a year ago. You know what I mean? Um, when you get to the back end of the season, uh, you don't you don't want to be one of those guys that's, you know, not available. And um, I think that's the most important thing. You know, um, I think you know, obviously this is a big game for us, and every game from here on out, you know, uh, you know, has a lot on the line for us. So um, the the more that you can be available for your team, um, you just have to do everything you can in your power um, to to hope that you can stay available. How do you battle complacency though? Speaking of that situation right there, to not get complacent because, you know, some people do get a sense of they're invulnerable. Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, it's always something uh, more that you could work towards. Um, and I think if you could, you know, obviously, you know, keep the team in, in, in your mind, um, keep that perspective, um, you know, you'll always have something to work on. You'll always have something to get better at. Um, you'll always, you know, want to chip in and help the team. And so, um, and, th and then obviously, you know, um, you got to have good leaders. Um, you have got to have guys that love to come to work. Uh, I think that's like the, the most important thing. So, um, you know, if you got a lot of guys that, that love to come to work, um, you could kind of, you could fight the, the, that temptation, you know, of, of really, you know, thinking you've arrived or, or made it. Tyron, I asked Patrick, Patrick this, and uh, I believe you're a baseball guy, and I know your son plays baseball, so I'm going to ask you about the uh, announcement, former Negro League player, Buck O'Neill, being inducted to the Hall of Fame. What does that do for uh, the culture of sport? I think it's huge, man. You know, obviously, you know, I grew up in New Orleans, and, and, and uh, you know, baseball was a big sport. Um, and, you know, you would like to see more and more, you know, young black men kind of engage in the sport um, the way I did when I was young. So, um, I, I think him being inducted, you know, and then, you know, obviously kids today seeing that, um, you know, hopefully that's a inspiration for, to those guys that that could be them one day. So um, that's a big honor. That's huge that the MLB, you know, uh, finally came around to that decision. Um, but uh, I hope, I'm hoping that it serves well, you know, for a lot of the young, young black men that, you know, obviously think that it's just football and basketball. But I think baseball is one of those sports, you know, we could play as well. Yep. Hey, speaking of baseball, Tyree, thanks for coming out of the game. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the last few weeks, have you been able to handle that? Has it done anything to you mentally? I don't know what you said in the last part. How have you handled, obviously, not, not having, not being on the field as much and, you know, not being on special teams as much recently? Hey, man, um, you know, just see what it is. Um, we win a game, so... I ain't got nothing to complain about. Whenever my number calls, just go out there and do what I need to do and just, you know, play my role and whatever that role is, I'm going to play it to the best of my ability. What do the coaches tell you? Um, what, what kind of discussions do they have with you leading up to that period over the last month about your role in the offense and on special teams? 
really no discussion. It's just, you know, just how things playing out. And, um, you know, I just go with it. Um, ain't nothing much I can say. You know, like I said, just do what I need to do. And whenever they call me to go in there or whatever they got for me, just go in there and do what I need to do and, you know, um, make plays when I when my number's called. But other than that, man, it's just, you know, um, it is what it is right now. So. Nicole, we got Patrick's version of the 44-yard pass the other day, but I wonder if you could uh, take us through how, how that play um Came open and what you did to make it work. Like a, it was really, it was a um, that really wasn't the route at all. Um, <laughs> the the double move, I mean, I kind of got him on the first move. Um, it's supposed to be like another like like an end route kind of. You know, when I got him with the little double move thing, man, he like fell. I'm like, man, I'm just <laughs> gonna run deep, <laughs> and hopefully he see me, you know. And uh, so I know I kind of was the primary read on that uh, on that kind of play. So um, wish you kind of threw a little earlier, you know. <laughs> but um, but nah. Did you feel like it was good? Sort of sync though with you and Patrick, sort of feeling the moment together. Oh yeah, I, I knew he would see me for sure. Like I said, I knew I was the main, like main target on that um, play. So I just hope we throw a little earlier. But uh, it all worked out. We got a big game. I know. I think we scored, scored on that drive. So it all worked out. How exciting is that when you see the corner fall down? You know, you have your speed and your screen grass ahead of you. Just throw the ball, like just throw it now, like you know. Um, it, it's a real good feeling. I ain't, I don't think I had a deep ball since like watching the game. I think so. It's a good feeling to, you know, get the ball down the field, um, but need some more of those. I think I asked you last year, uh, from your rookie season to last year, how you how you would rate yourself and, and you know, Gavin and, uh, uh, in the offense, and I think you gave yourself a C or whatever. How would you, what would you grade yourself right now, uh, you know, in your time here with the Chiefs in that position where you were expected to, when you were first drafted, to maybe be the number one, and then, of course, with Sammy leaving, Stepping into the number two row. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's better from last year. Though. I think um, my numbers are up. You know, besides the yards, I think I'm, I got my targets catches up with a better catch percentage. Um, more comfortable with the playbook. Um, more comfortable being on the field. So, uh, as of great, you know, probably like a little B minus right now. It's definitely up. Um, definitely got some more proving to do. Um, getting better every week. So, um, just you know, take what I know, what I'm learning from these guys, man, and just apply it on the field and. Um, eventually, you know, hopefully everything starts to click and just get better as time goes. Nicole, I know it's fortunate to be on a, a Super Bowl team, but is there at the beginning of your career and like an unluckiness factor of just sometimes so much talent when it comes to pass catchers that it, it may be hard for you to kind of come into your own this early in your career? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a problem. You got the best receiver in the league, you know, in front of you, you know. Um, so, you know, but that, to me, I just take it as a learning. A learning, you know, thing. Just learn from Tyreek, you know. Um, learn from Trav. You know, learn from Sammy while he was here, you know. So just learn from those guys, man. Then eventually, you know, if a time do come where I'm one of those guys and you know, step into that kind of role, I kind of know what's going on and, um, and know what to do and what it takes to, you know, be in that role. So, but um, I don't mind it, man. I, I learned a lot, you know, from Tyreek, from the guys that's been ahead of me that's been here and. Um, so um, while they're here, I'm going to learn, do, do what I need to do, and do it the best I can. So. Well, I asked Andy uh, last Sunday and also earlier today about, you know, j you being able to just keep a positive attitude even though things that may not have gone your way. How, how have you been able to do that so far as you? Oh, man, just uh, good spirits. Like you said, you got, got to keep a good um, attitude, um, positive energy because, you know, any, you try, you know, Bad energy, bad vibes, they just don't well right with the whole team or the coaches in general. So you just want to, you know, keep your head up, you know, just, you know, do what you got to do. Keep the good energy, good the vibes, and, you know, everything work out how it's supposed to. How much is, is winning 
Help, help that. Oh, a lot. You know, if we was losing, I'd probably be a little different. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, it, it's good. Like I said, uh, man, as long as we're getting the wins, everything's working, I have nothing to complain about. Do you feel like you lived up to your own personal expectations? Nah, my expectations are so high, dog. And I can't even tell you how high. So, um, but I mean, working at it every day. You know what I'm saying? Once I get a chance to get 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 up there, then um, I'd be kind of a little satisfied. But right now, I'm still trying to live up to those. Okay, thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, you, you talked about just getting more comfortable with the offense throughout the season, but you know, right now, how much more comfortable do you feel maybe versus the first four weeks of the season, and particularly as far as you know, you and Patrick being on the same page? Yeah, I feel a lot more comfortable, comfortable, uh, especially within the system, uh, especially with what Pat, what Pat's doing, and I feel like we're playing really well as a unit, man. Uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, I feel like we've been a little bit more productive, especially last week offensively, and um, I just feel like, man, that's a testament to the coaches uh, putting us in, in great position and us executing. Orlando, what have you gotten to learn more about Clyde and Daryl and just the two of them working off of one another, and just yeah. what's it been like to? See their their interactions both in the locker room and obviously on game day. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, with them being uh, teammates in college, running back running back teammates in college, and then uh, their play styles too. You know what I mean? Like Daryl, man, was surprising in the pass game. You know, he's he's made some crazy catches and done some crazy stuff in the pass game, as well as in the run game too, with, with the power stuff. And then uh, Clyde is a, is a great back as well, man. Just how shifty he is, how you know for a smaller back, how explosive he is. Uh, you know, it's pretty cool seeing how they work together. How did you guys feel with the with Derek breaking off that big touchdown run? Oh man, that's a great feeling. Uh, anytime you can have a big run like that, uh, especially that late in the game, man, up front, man, that's a great feeling. Now that we're three quarters of the way through the season, how do you feel like maybe this system has challenged you a bit more than Baltimore or differently than Baltimore did? Uh, it's challenged me a lot, man, and uh, you know I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, as as someone that aspired to play in this league, these are the type of systems that you know you aspire to be in. Uh, you aspire to be in these one-on-one -on -one situations uh, as often as possible, and um, you know that was you know one of the main reasons for me, as far as you know, I'm a left tackle man. Is, is being in a system like this, having the opportunity to uh, prove myself, uh, showing showing what I'm capable of, man, and uh, it's very challenging, very different from what I experienced in Baltimore, uh, especially just the amount of uh, passing attempts that we have. But man, I absolutely love it. How much a chance for a rematch when you lost the first game? How much can that influence um, a pod, a positive performance? Whether you have that. Have it before in your career, or just what it serves on Thursday? Yeah, uh, man, it's it's uh, kind of hard to say. Um, you know, I would definitely say though. Uh, you know, I don't I don't like to look too deep into stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm I'm approaching it, but I do understand. You know, we did lose the last game, and uh, you know things didn't necessarily go great. I watched the film, um, so I'm just looking for another opportunity on a Sunday, man, or a Thursday, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's, I mean, he's great. You know what I mean? I, I think his uh, production, especially in sack numbers and pressure, speak for themselves. Uh, you know, he's a very special talent, man. They come from elite bloodlines. Uh, Wosu is also a really good rusher as well. Uh, they got some guys that come off the sideline that are, that are really good at what they do. So they got a really talented group up front, man. It's going to be a challenge. I think we've been asking everybody today if they've uh, seen Andy Reid's punt, pass, and kick from 50 years ago. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen that before. Um, gosh, that was, I think I saw it before I got here. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. He had like, a, did he have a single bar? He had like a single bar helmet on? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the Bobby Boucher helmet. Um, yeah, man, it's pretty, pretty dope. So I, I remember seeing that video. It's pretty cool. With Judy and Creed and Trey and yourself, I mean, you guys have, have been pretty physical with the line, and we've seen a fair share of pancakes and stuff this year. How fun has it been for y'all watching some of the stuff back in, in the O-line room? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man, playing with this group of guys uh, up front, man, especially uh, just, you know, the, the finishes that Trey and them have, uh, Creed has, uh, the juice and the energy that they play with, um, you know what I mean? I, I feel like the communication has been really well and gotten only gotten better. Um, our execution has gotten better. Our uh, fundamentals and consistency has gotten better. So it's been a lot of fun, man, playing with these guys. Just the juice on the sideline, finishing blocks, talking trash. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Can you take advantage of what's some of the conversations either in the huddle when, you know, yeah. when those violent uh, pancakes take place? Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, we're just rooting each other on. Um, you know, we take a lot of pride in presentation uh, as a group up front. And so whether that be uh, jogging to the line of scrimmage, chasing the ball, finishing blocks, helping our runners or wide receivers or quarterback up, whatever the deal is, man. Uh, but as far as conversation, um, you know, I don't want to get too specific, but uh, you know what I mean? It's just uh, – just a lot of grit, a lot of grit. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. Hey, McCall, you're up, bud. Yep.